everybody. This is Catherine Boyle from Key Ministry. I'm uh, delighted to uh, bring you this week's podcast. And today I'm actually joined by a couple of guests, which is always a treat. So today um, my guests are Kristen and Todd Evans. Um, Kristen and Todd do a lot of work around uh, disability and special needs parenting. Um, they have some uh, great insights and a uh, wealth of resources. So welcome, Kristen and Todd, to the Key Ministry Podcast. Thank you, Catherine, for inviting us. Yeah, we're yeah. excited to be here and look forward to hopefully providing something that kind of helps your readers today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that you will. So, well, for anybody who's listening who isn't familiar with you guys or your work, just talk a little bit about who you are as a couple and a family, you know, maybe what you've done professionally, either in ministry or outside of ministry, and then for mm -hmm. sure how disabilities have impacted your family. Yeah, if I had to define um, both Kristen and myself, you know, we're very, very, very driven people. Um, we love to excel, love to exceed, do everything we can. Um, that was our dreams in college, um, individually. And then as we got married and kind of uh, seeing how God shaped and formed our vision for how we could do ministry and impact the church. Um, you know, we were super excited about all that and kind of where we thought we were going. Uh, and I put the emphasis on where we thought we were going uh, right. because we were <laughs> heading in that direction. Um, and then, um, God blessed us with, with some challenges with, uh, our children, um, especially our daughter with disabilities, um, and what she's, um, struggling through with and, and kind of how it's impacted, uh, how we see ourselves and, and who we are as a couple and how we, uh, look at life. And we've kind of had to, uh, step back from some of our goals and aspirations and realize, um, this is where God has placed us, um, right. and, and to work on that. Um, so right. professionally, you know, we've um, got a number of degrees between us. Um, we went, uh, both got our master's in ministry um, to work on that at Wheaton College. Uh, we've both gone back and gotten additional degrees, Kristen, in uh, social work so that she can uh, work with counseling and things like that. And myself, that um, really a career change um, to try to support our family and, and mm -hmm. just wasn't working in ministry to uh, try to raise our kids and and with all right. the challenges that were there. Um, right. So I went back and, and got my doctorate in engineering to, to kind of go that route and help our family. Gotcha. Well, and your experience is not uncommon. You know, I mean, it, it, you said something a minute ago about, you know, God blessing you with challenges or something to that effect. And yeah, and those challenges also often come with changes to us as, as individuals. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Kristen, um, talk, if you will, just a little bit about your work, Kristen, um, with counseling, because I know that, you know, you, you know, you are are doing a lot of that sort of thing uh, in, in in as part of your ministry. Yeah, pre-COVID, uh, I, I was working as a, actually a crisis counselor. I have experience in working with couples and individuals, lots of families who have children with disabilities. And uh, with COVID, we had to isolate immediately with our medically fragile daughter. Right. And that actually opened the door for me to begin writing and speaking full time. Wow. So I'm not actually uh, working with clients right now. I'm doing more researching and writing and speaking, which is actually really neat because I'm getting to uh, encourage and empower a lot more people mm -hmm. than I would have been able to. So that's actually been really neat how the Lord's opened that door. Yeah, it's um, it's a different it's a different approach to counseling, perhaps, but it, you know, it still is giving counsel, you know, from that, that deep well of experience that God has allowed both of you, 
you know, to have through just, you know, your day-to-day lives as, as parents of a medically, a medically fragile child. So, so one reason that, um, that you guys got connected to key ministry and me specifically a couple of years ago was because Kristen, you've written and, and you speak a lot about the mental health challenges that mm-hmm. come along with having a child with disabilities. And, and you both are very honest about talking about marriage challenges too. Um, this is a very common thing. It's not necessarily something that, um, uh, is talked about that much in terms of um, the support that's needed for families who have a loved one with disabilities. But if you would just talk for a minute or two about, you know, what has been your experience with mental health challenges and marriage challenges? Yeah. So we went (laughs) through a really dark season. (laughs) Uh, I I wouldn't be asking this if I didn't know that you guys were okay with talking about this kind of stuff. (laughs) That is a big, very important topic. And like you said, I think it's not talked about, especially in the church because of the stigma, which did impact us at first. You know, Todd was youth pastor. I had to resign from my position to do full-time caregiving very quickly after uh, the emergency C-section with Beth and three months in the NICU with her. um, I was already suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, Mm -hmm. which about one in five medical parents and that actually, I think that statistic is low. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, any parent that has had any kind of medical emergency, which we had numerous uh, emergencies yes. with Beth. And so whether it was postpartum depression or just depression, um, that set in severe anxiety spiraled. I just spiraled and along with that, my, my faith crisis. Um, yes. And so here Todd is trying to keep his job as a youth minister. I'm just trying to keep the kids alive, literally. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not familiar as much with the mental health side of things at that point in my life. And I know my wife is struggling, but don't really recognize some of those uh, more intense signs and symptoms that she's going through and don't really uh, connect with her as much during that time period of our marriage. Um, and just, uh, you know, kind of saw some things going on, but didn't know how to respond, what to do. Um, right. So right. it just kind of, it was kind of, I got to keep moving on with, with my family and take care of our kids and the medical and the financial and all those pieces uh, right. just to kind of help keep our life together. And, yeah. Yeah. And you don't know, know what you don't know, me. right? I mean, you, you know, you, you, you think that, okay, I'll just keep doing what I know to do and this is mm-hmm. going to work out, but sometimes that just isn't the case. Yeah. It was nearly tragic. Um so by the time, you know, and we didn't, we were just stumbling, doing, looking back, doing the best we could. Sure. Um, by the time he was like, yeah, I think you do need to go for counseling. It was, it was really almost too late, uh, especially mm-hmm. with the, the trauma, the sooner you seek treatment for trauma, the better the outcome. Right. Um, so yeah, we struggled through that. Our marriage was crumbling at that time. I didn't even want to go to church. Um, I was so angry with God and distant. Um, We were in a very dark, dark place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, just from, you know, just the, the challenges of the families and the, you know, their loved ones that we interact with that, you know, these kinds of things are so common, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they just are. And when you have uh, a mental health crisis, it, it tends to turn into, or, or is absolutely intertwined with a faith crisis. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it and and then you add to that all the challenges 
um, you know, and what's the chicken and what's the egg, right? You know, what, what right. was the, the start of, of, you know, having the, the mental health crisis or the faith crisis? Was it the disabilities? I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's, these things are common challenges for families who are caring mm-hmm. for children with disabilities. And you say they're common, but but I think in the middle of it, I know it was was true for us, and probably for a lot of families, maybe those that are listening, that um, you don't you think it's just you, uh, right. you think you're isolated, that no one else right. has these things. I can't even bring them up. That something's wrong with you. Right. You're a bad parent, bad Christian. Yeah, but I think that is so important to normalize it more and say, yes, this this is normal. This right. is what we're all going through. Um, right. It's at least one in three disability parents. Yeah, that experience I, at least moderate depression and anxiety at some point. One in three. Yeah, you would think. I mean, like you said a second ago, that you know you think that the PTSD stats are low. I mean, that sounds low to me too. I mean, how could it not be? It's just so many mm-hmm. challenges that you don't foresee. But but you guys are sitting here today, which is amazing, mm-hmm. um, because you know. And honestly, I, I don't know how families who don't have a Christ in the center mm-hmm. make it through some of the things that you guys mm-hmm. are describing and that many people in kind of this community go through, you know, how do you get through it without Christ? Well, you know, the answer is sadly, you know, we see it in the news, you know, it's the, it's the tragedies, it's the, you know, it's the alcoholism and the drug abuse. And, but you guys figured out a way maybe out of necessity, maybe because, you know, God was just working in your hearts, you know, to find breakthrough in your marriage relationship and, and, you know, and restoring, I guess, practice or establishing practices to support your mental health needs. So talk, if you will, just a little bit about, you know, one or two things that you guys did that were really important to help you. Yeah. I'd say, you know, kind of that point in some ways it was a choice in some ways it wasn't a choice because it was just at the end that a brick wall desperation uh, desperation we've got to do something different what's happening isn't working and it's all going to just end up very badly uh, if mm-hmm. we continue down this path um, so it was really out of necessity just having to choose to mm-hmm. um, look at things and say what can we do different um, mm-hmm. and we just had to look at each other and say this isn't working. My way is not working. Your way is not working. Mm-hmm. We've got to find something else. I have no idea what, let's start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, and that's really, uh, I'd say where it started, um, mm-hmm. which is us being willing to come to the end of ourselves and say, we can't do this on our own anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to go forward and let's, let's brainstorm and, and, and mm-hmm. to try to do this before it's too late. Yeah. I think we, we just came to that point of desperation um, and it was a choice, like Todd said, and it, we had to address both the mental health, the marriage problems together, and then the faith crisis. We ha- we had to make a choice with both to come to that point of we're at the end of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was just agonizing over how could God be good and allow right. our family to suffer. And just, I needed that answer. I needed to understand and came to a point uh, realizing I'm never going to, I'm never going to know probably, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to have to trust. And I think Mm -hmm. Todd was at the same point of having to trust God in a way that I don't think we ever could have come to have this faith, this deep faith in relationship with Christ uh, any other way Mm -hmm. than through the dark pit we were in. 
Right. I know when, when I personally have times trusting God, you know, it's, it's, it's when it's a, I don't know if it's something I learned at church, but it's, it's like when you can't trust what you see before you, then you have to trust his character. You know, scripture talks about, you know, the things that he is and, um, and I mean, it's, it's absolutely a leap of faith, uh, when, Mm -hmm. when you have those challenging times where you have no idea what the way forward is going to be. So I'm curious, did you guys, did you guys have like church community support at this time in your life or were you out of church? You know, what, what was that like for you? Well, as Kristen was saying, I, I was serving uh, in ministry at a church at the time. Um, but that doesn't so, mean you had church right, right, so that's what, So, so <laughs> in some ways, it was almost harder to get. It was isolating uh, faith yeah. and church support because you felt like you could not share, yeah. you know, everything going on in your own personal struggles. Um, I did right. have, you know, a friend on staff that that was able to uh, listen and share some and and connect with and be honest with. Um, mm-hmm. That was a very valuable piece of, of helping me. Um, but other than that, uh, it was more just having to do my job and having to put on the good face every Wednesday night, mm-hmm. every Sunday, uh, every time I met somebody, you know, the uh, parents and families knew some of what was going on with us. Um, and they tried to support us and really did a great job in doing that physical and financial and, and different Mills. ways. Brought us um, mill but on the, on the mental health side and, and just struggling through that, that wasn't a place we felt like we could share um, with mm-hmm. that community. So it was in a lot of ways isolating in mm-hmm. the midst of being in the church. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was a small town and mm-hmm. the head, um, you know, the, the head psychiatrist, um, attended our church in the small town. Okay. Lots of therapists were in our church. Okay. Um, you know, and so it actually, and one of them had a son in the, in the youth group. So, so yeah. it was like, I just, that stigma of, yeah. yeah, you know, what would they think if they knew our marriage was crumbling and I could barely function and. Yeah. That's a, I mean, small church, small town, you know, small environments like that can be pretty challenging. You know, I I was going to, I was going to ask where I was actually thinking when you were talking, um, Todd about, I know I live in Richmond, Virginia, and and I know that there's like pastors like from my church or, you know, years ago in my church that would like connect with other pastors Mm -hmm. as like their own kind of like, you know, somebody understands my life. Mm -hmm. It's not somebody within your Mm -hmm. existing church, but making friends, outside of that, who's really your peer group. But yeah, I mean, if you're in that, that small environment, it, it I can understand there's not a lot of outside support. Um, and, you know, small groups and in, in churches, Sunday school, whatever tends to be the, uh, the organ recital at prayer time, you know, for Aunt Edna's hernia surgery, instead of anything that's like real and substantive that people have going on. Well, so, you know, thinking again about other caregiving parents like yourselves, you know, who mm-hmm. may find themselves in a place today as they're listening, um, you know, that that they say, hey, we're exactly where Todd and Kristen used to be. So, you know, what were some effective ways that you guys found to ad- address disagreements between each other, you know, or, you know, were there any tools that you guys found especially helpful um, to navigate some of these challenges that, are unique to families that have children with disabilities. Firstly, it was more how we looked at each other. We had to go back to when we got married, uh, we had a saying, think the best of one another. 
Mm-hmm. And through all of these challenges, I think we kind of lost that um, mm-hmm. because we didn't know what the other person was going through right um, during the day. And I think we had to go back to that first, mm-hmm. just thinking the best, we're doing the best we can. And then we just had to start to connect in very simple ways with actually checking in and listening to what our days were like and validating. That sounds really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something I needed. I wasn't getting. And so it was kind of this rote teaching Todd. This is where you say, that sounds really hard. And I would say, honey, that sounds really hard. <laughs> I mean, as rote as that sounds, it opened right. the door to let her know that I cared enough even to recite that statement, but I truly meant it. And I just didn't know how to form the words. And she helped sure. me with that and, and sure. gave and her an option to to share some of that then. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like speaking your love language, right? I mean, it's, and those kinds of things. I mean, in my own experience, that doesn't come naturally. So it, it does take that effort. So, and, and the other big piece of doing that, um, it's the the urgent thing in life that that calls your attention all the time. And with mm-hmm. children with disabilities, they're always in urgent need. Right. Um, so you're always trying to take care of, of them and, and the situation and everything else. And, and so um, things like marriage, like caring for one another, go to the back burner. Um, right. So it became kind of putting a little bit of focus back, like she was saying, on the marriage mm-hmm. and on our relationship and listening um, and valuing that and saying, yes. Something else is urgent, but I can postpone it for five minutes or 10 mm-hmm. minutes so that we can right. talk, so that we can catch up. So and just doing that they, over time um, started to make a difference in our relationship. It, it wasn't overnight. Uh, this sure. is months and years of time of, of doing it. Uh, and we got better and better at it as we went along and, and got more natural to do it. Um, but it was just putting that focus on it, even if it was just for one minute or five minutes um, a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because- Parents like us don't get big chunks of time typically. Sure. Right. So it's the little moments. It's the five minute check-ins. It's the little text message. I'm thinking about you. The little thank you note um, mm-hmm. or little treat that you leave one another that really adds up and mm-hmm. starts to help you reconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing was we learned how to cope and de-stress together mm-hmm. because parents who have children with disabilities have to learn new coping skills and use them more. And couples have to learn how to cope together and de-stress together. So that was another big, big step we took. Yeah. So what I'm hearing here is that um, what I think is so important is that you were able to find ways to give each other like little mental breaks, because it's so easy to get stuck in whatever the crisis is, or just the ongoing day to day. And you guys interrupted that flow so that it gives you just mm-hmm. a little bit of headspace to maybe rise above whatever it is that, you know, is, is the challenge of the moment, the urgency. Anyway, it, it, it can be life-giving and it sounds like it really was mm-hmm. for you guys to mm-hmm. put just those small things into practice. And, and I would just add that none of those things cost any money, you know, right. it's just a little bit of thought, you know, and a little bit of intentionality. Um, but, you know, it's it's putting deposits in your marriage bank, if, bank account, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, you guys are, um, you made it through your crisis of faith, which a lot of people don't. So how have each of you grown in your relationship with Christ because of your experience 
being parents of a child with significant disabilities? I'd say for the, the biggest thing for me um, is that, like I mentioned at the beginning, I, I'm very um, driven, very self-reliant, uh, always dreamed of just changing the world in whatever context I was in. And having a child with disabilities changed what I could really practically do, I felt right. like, in the world, um, that I had a different focus. I, I could not look at that big picture thing. I had to take care of my family, take care of my marriage and turn my attention back to that um, as a primary thing. And that um, used up a lot of time. So I'd say really a humility um, of realizing I don't have to do all those things that God mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily want those um, that, you know, he wants my faithfulness every day. Um, right. You know, and especially when I look at, at Beth, you know, and she, she, um, we get medical supplies delivered and they come in some amazing things called boxes and they have these really <laughs> cool things in them called bubbles. Right. And when she gets them at the front door, she will just play sometimes for hours, um, popping bubbles and ripping up the cardboard into 200 or 300 pieces and oh, wow. <laughs> coloring and building on them. And she's having the most fun and joy in the world. Um, and so I look at her and then I think about myself and it's, and it's like, okay, I probably try to do the same thing in God's eyes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I build these things and tried to build, do all this stuff in my life. And it's really just cardboard that's going to get thrown away later today. Um, mm -hmm. And so when you have that perspective, you realize some of those things just don't matter. What matters is, is being faithful to family, to, to loving, to caring, and, and kind of doing that. So uh, it really helped me to humble myself um, in my aspirations and, and kind of turn that focus back to um, the daily things and allow God to be more in control. And I'm still working on that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there yet. I, I still um, get worried and, and things a lot every day and, and uh, still have to work through those. But, uh, but that's what I keep coming back to. And it keeps, keeps me focused. And, and what I've learned uh, a little bit from, from, from Beth. What about you, Kristen? What would, how, how have you grown in your relationship with Christ through being a mama to Beth? I think just a, a change in perspective on life. Um, at that moment, I had to make that decision to trust and not know how or understand, but believe that God is good. Mm -hmm. And that changed that changed the way I was seeing our life. Um, mm -hmm. I was able to start seeing all the ways that God had been good and had yes. blessed us. And, you know, Bethany wasn't supposed to survive. She's a miracle mm -hmm. several times over. And how old um, is she now? 13. Okay. Yeah. 13. Wow. She yeah. wasn't supposed to survive to birth. So, you know, just the gift of simple gratitude for each new day, mm -hmm. um, for the blessings that God has given us. And it, definitely, um, a deeper connection, deeper relationship with God than I could have have ever found mm -hmm. any other way without mm -hmm. coming to that point of desperation and having to trust and have faith. Yeah, those are all those words, you know, we talk about in church, but when you actually have to live them, it's quite different. And it, it's, it's always been interesting to me, like you'd see people talk about going through cancer or whatever, you know, something very challenging. Um, before I started into this, you know, kind of work and, and you'd hear people say that they wouldn't go back to life before cancer. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, how could that be? But, you know, it's usually the people who have reached that deep well, 
of relationship with Christ that are the ones saying that. And, you know, and, and, and hearing both of you talk to, you know, the two driven type A kind of people, you know, God, I, I think it's in, is it Nehemiah? I think God says, or, or Zephaniah, don't despise the day of small things. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, God sees all those little things that we're doing, whether it's things we do or, you know, the way we're trusting. And, and uh, I think he's using you guys to change the world. So I, you know, I wouldn't count that out that he's actually answering that desire. You know, um, you guys are are ministering in a pretty powerful way. So yeah. Well, that's one of the things kind of like Kristen was just saying, it's looking back on the past um, in times that we did not see God working uh, necessarily, but but then looking in hindsight of, of how much he was um, right. and how much he is and, and kind of how he's been faithful of where he's placed us now. Um, you know, we I kind of had to give up on ministry. We had to leave the church um, we were serving at and, and kind of change careers uh, multiple mm-hmm. times. Um mm-hmm. And not knowing if we'd ever get back to being able to have um, a ministry together and, and to help people. And then, you know, just through COVID and what kind of led us there with Kristen's job and things like that, it kind of came full circle and, and seeing God's faithfulness. Um, mm-hmm. That's been kind of neat. You know, it's just 10 years, you know, almost mm-hmm. between those events happening. Mm-hmm. But um, but right. God being faithful. And, and that's right. just um, incredible and, and humbling to, to hear and to see. Yeah. It's amazing how he will, um, you know, he will fulfill those desires that he plants in us, you know, I mean, usually in a way that we're not going to be able to predict. So, well, just kind of wrapping up the conversation today, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to have listeners who are people who may have just received a diagnosis for their child. So if you could sit down and talk with that, that mom or dad today, you know, what are just one or two things you would recommend that they do to support their own needs, you know, not just the needs of their child? One of the first things I would definitely say is find support. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> I think it can be Mine's for me. You both use that. <laughs> um, that was one thing we didn't do. And okay. that would have made a tremendous difference. Um, some kind of support group. If, if they're not able to get out of the house, there's online live support groups. We've, we've got links on our website to those. That is critical to the health of their mental health and well-being, their marriage. Um, that would, even if it's just one other parent who has mm-hmm. um, maybe not the same diagnosis, their child doesn't mm-hmm. have the same diagnosis, but one other parent, a support group, that would be my first first encouragement. Just Mm -hmm. knowing you're not alone is huge. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is just knowing it's not all up to you Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of you feel this great burden of I have to take care uh, of the situation of my child that just got this diagnosis or they have to take care of my wife or I have to oversee everything. And and I think you can step back from that and say, it's not all up to me. Um, Mm -hmm. you can give yourself some freedom, um, to know that you can't do it all and that Mm -hmm. you don't have to, that there's, um, other ways God's going to work in ways that you can't see right now. There's, uh, other supports Mm -hmm. and and systems in place that can help and, uh, funding and government support and, and church support that's there. Um, and if you can kind of 
get that burden off of you uh, right from the start. I think that would be a big um, help. Uh, would have been to me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even down to the simple of, if it's not all up to me, I can take five minutes and go out on my deck and listen to the birds mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and have some right. some time for myself or I can go for a run or I can right. do other things that are going to build me up. Because if I focus only on the problem and the situation and, and the sorrow and grief, then I'm, I'm not going to be able to uh, function in the long right. term. Perhaps more than any other kinds of families out there, you know, families who have kids with disabilities really need to be, you know, the parents need to be functioning at their best as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to give you guys an opportunity before we wrap up. Um, This has been a fabulous conversation. I really appreciate your wisdom that you've shared with our audience. So go ahead and just mention whatever website, you know, resources, links that you like, and we'll make sure all those end up in the show notes for the podcast. Yeah, I'd love to recommend two books, actually. Um, One is the other side of special. And this is a pretty recent book. The three wonderful ladies who created uh, Take Heart Special Moms podcast have, have written this book. And it is so empowering and inspiring. Um, it's from a Christian perspective. And they really um, lay out their story and how they have gone um, through the darkness from doubt to faith and despair to joy. Mm -hmm. So that's the first book I'd recommend. The second Mm -hmm. one is Room at the Table, Encouraging Stories from Special Needs Families. Um, Stephanie Pavlontos and Star Ayers put this book together. It's an anthology of stories from different parents um, and family members who have uh, children with disabilities. And it is very inspiring to see how other parents um, have gone through that journey um, as well. And there's short little snippets, so you can pick it up and just like two pages long in five minutes, read, read a, read a story and Mm kind of get an encouragement through that. Yeah. So those are two books um, we'd recommend. We um, would love for parents to come to our website. We have lots and lots and lots of free resources, disabilityparenting.com. Okay. And um, they can download all those for free. And everything to link to mental health resources, to financial resources, to respite care resources, uh, ways of organizing your life better so that you can kind of fit it all in because because we need help with that. um, Yeah, that's that's huge. And um, different worksheets and um, coping skills, worksheets, marriage skills worksheets encouraging so. stories and, and pictures and blog posts and and lots of good stuff there to, to encourage you because we know how hard it is um mm-hmm. to, to sometimes day to day keep that uh, joy keep that faith um, just ways to encourage you and uh, personally and in your marriage both um so okay. disabilityparenting.com um and then um we do have a book coming out but it won't be out for a few months okay um so, but uh, but we'll be having little snippets and things within blog posts uh, to kind of tease some of that that's going to come out in the book, uh, which okay. will be on the, the website periodically. So okay, and we're going to plan to talk to you guys when the book comes out too. So mm-hmm. uh, so listeners, you know, if you're not already subscribing, definitely hit subscribe so that you can catch um, this conversation that's going to continue with Kristen and Todd in the spring when their book comes out. So. Um, and I assume you guys are on all the major social media, you know, people can follow you there, disabilityparenting.com. Yeah. Instagram is just disabilityparenting. 
Okay. Um, I do have a, a mom's uh, Facebook support group, a private okay. group for just moms. We focus on mental health and faith um, and sometimes marriage. Okay. And um, that is Disability Moms Living Strong on okay. Facebook. There's a link to it on the website. And um, yeah, those are the two major platforms. Okay. Well, this has just been fantastic. Um, so again, we'll have all of those links in their show notes. So definitely check those out and, and you know, connect with Kristen and Todd if there's something that they can um, you know, questions that you have, or, you know, if you just want to get plugged into some of their online communities, um, this is a great way for, um, to support, uh, yourself and, and, you know, help support others who, you know, are, are parents of children with disabilities, because this life is challenging and it's, it's not meant to be lived alone. It's a whole lot better when you find this community. So, so thank you both again for your time, for, uh, for talking with me today and, and, and sharing with our audience. So uh, for the Key Ministry team, I'm Catherine Boyle. Thanks so much for listening to Key Ministry, the podcast.